Welcome to We Are The Watchers. This is episode 323, top of the day to you, Tox. Top of the day to you, Leah. Isn't it amazing that even though there has not been a break in the podcast, mm-hmm. this is the first one we've done. Just us. Just us for a month. Oof. Oof. Felt like I was missing something in my yeah. life and I realised what it was. We it did- was you, dear <laughs> Leah. It was you. We did a lot of cramming towards... Uh, um, the end of January, because we knew that I was going to go away for three and a half weeks, which actually meant four episodes of The Watchers. And welcome back. Thank you so much. I've Nobody been, was the wiser. No one knew. We've been, uh, I've been back since yesterday morning from England and I struggled to stay awake till the night last night. Yeah. That was really hard. I came and found you at one stage. And you were asleep. Yeah, fast yeah. asleep. And that was one of the 20 times that I <laughs> fell asleep whilst trying to not fall asleep. So uh, I didn't watch as much as I thought I would. I started watching, um, I started getting carried away on YouTube. You know how you do that? Yes. Where you start to watch stuff that. I do enjoy a good YouTube rabbit hole. And the algorithm figures out what you like. Yeah. And I was watching stuff like what is, can, can a German or an English person understand Old English. And then they would have an Old English expert read out Old English. Okay. And then the German and the English had to try and figure out. Decipher it. Yeah, figure out what it was. The, and? They both found it really difficult. Now, that's an incredibly obscure thing for you I don't to know how find. It, I do not know how it appeared on my thing. Probably just as obscure as what I have gone down the rabbit hole on. I started, I don't know how the algorithm found me, but it found me of a high roller Mm. or high buy-in, whatever you call them, coin slot. No, not like a poker machine, like a, you know where you put the coins in and it's got a bunch of other coins and you've got to try and like move it off to tip the things off the edge. Yeah, So I found this one that was like... A $3 million buy-in and it's Whoa. just got poker chips everywhere and it's so mesmerising. Yeah, you sent you it to it. me. You were like, I fell asleep watching this. I do this. fall asleep. Well, because I know you like things to fall asleep mm, I really too. do. So I started because I was it was putting me to sleep because I think it's a bit hypno- hypnotic. Anyway, then I happened to open the comments and I realised the whole thing's a fraud. It's a fake. Oh. They're like, this guy's got his own machine. He just makes it up at home. Oh. And then the more the algorithm saw me, I realised how ridiculous it was because the $3 million buy-in suddenly became $20 million buy-in. Like that, you have to pay $20 million to play this game. No, it's Which is so stupid. Well, I mean, someone might, but it's a dumb thing to do. To play a coin-moving machine. <sighs> anyway, obscure, bizarre. That is more hypnotic. bizarre. Isn't that bizarre? Mine. I think you win. Someone, I think, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Algorithm for the win. Now, I'll definitely be talking about other things that I watched, but that uh, was just a quick little thing because I realised I'd been watching it for a few days and now I, I, like, I turned YouTube on again today and it's just. It's there. It's all, not all that, but the majority of that. Quick question. 
How's your ye olde English? Oh, like are you better than the English oh, and the I have German? No idea what no they clue. were saying at all. It's been a, a long time since we studied Shakespeare, isn't it? <laughs> but it's older than Shakespeare. Yeah, okay. It's like a different language. It's amazing. I also have a quiz for you, and it's not obscure because it has something to do with one of the news stories. Ooh. So maybe try and remember. <laughs> okay. You won't, and <laughs> and we'll just see how we go. Now it's time for the news. Now, whenever I see a story about the Barbie movie, even yeah. though the Barbie movie was out well over six months ago, I still need to talk about it. Who doesn't? Yeah. Like You're so right. Blockbuster for a reason. Indubitably. So you you remember that John Cena was in it. He was a mermaid. Yes. Uh, he decided to <laughs> merman. take merman. He decided to take that role despite his agency saying that the role of the merman was beneath him. And he said he went oh. against their suggestion because Margot Robbie talked him into it. And he was fab. He was, he good was fun. so fab. And he when he went on like when we. When we saw him, it was like, oh, that's really cool. He understood the assignment. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. He said, I don't – he was talking about why the agency tried to tell him, no, mm. don't do it. He said, I don't put it past them. Like they're, they're just going on what they know and I know – that I operate under the construct of every opportunity is an opportunity. Yeah. And I read the script of the movie and I tried my hardest to be in the movie, but we were filming Fast Five and that was being filmed next door. Oh. He said, then I finally got connected with the people who, you know, make the decisions and Margot was like, we'll make you a merman, you'll be in for half a day. And he was like, yeah, sure. Done. So it was easy. But I wonder what he was going to be originally. He, he wanted to be a Ken. 100% he yeah. wanted to be a Ken. There were lots of Kens though. True. He wouldn't have been one of the businessmen. No way. No. He would have been a Ken. He had to have been a Ken. Yeah, good point. It's um, it's funny how many people still have stories about that movie. Mm. Mm. Um, I was reading a thing this morning talking about, you know, sort of being told you should or you should not take a role. And... It was about this original Scream movie with Drew Barrymore and she was put forward as to be Sidney Prescott, the main character that Nev, Neve Campbell took. Mm. And then it was a little bit ambiguous as to whether or not she wanted to do it or just oh, maybe was a bit scared to do it. And so she came back to them and said, no, I don't want to be her. I want to be the first person. That's the character that I relate to, whether that's a yeah. a line or not. Anyway, they were, it sounded as though she actually at one stage wanted to pull out of the production completely and she only stayed to please Bob and Harvey Weinstein. Jeez. Isn't that a web? Wow. And that, and that, just those I mean, that name makes you think, well, what more of the web is there? Exactly, right? Oof. Exactly. Crikey. And Bob Weinstein, who I yeah. think is Harvey Weinstein's brother, I might be incorrect on that, but he saw rough cuts of that first scene with Drew Barrymore yeah. and he didn't like the mask the scream mask and he was like nah get rid of it so they tried 20 other different masks showed them all to him and then he went back to that one and went okay you can do it and never said anything else about it but 
the scream mask is it's that's so where iconic. the name so came iconic. from as yeah. well. It's funny that he obviously felt like he needed to be involved in some way. That's the He's impression like, I got I as well. get involved in this? not going to take too much. I mean, I don't want to – I probably shouldn't change any of the cast. I don't want to pay for anything. Just change that yeah. Change that mask. Yeah. Yeah, you've probably got other ones you had to tell. Yeah. That's really frustrating. What an annoying story. I know. Julia Stiles, remember her? Love her. She has just directed her first ever film. Really? Yeah. Called- I'm not surprised she got into directing. Yeah, really? Why? Why do you think that? I just feel like, I don't know, I just get that impression that she would have moved from the acting into an interest behind the camera. I just get that impression. Yeah, right. It's called Wish You Were Here and it's based on a book by Renee Calino and Jennifer Grey and Kelsey Grammer starring in it. Mm. She actually adapted it for screen, so she's really been there the whole way through. Uh, It's about a woman who finds her, like she finds herself in a bit of a rut and then she has kind of a whirlwind night of romance and um, starts imagining a future with the man. Mm -hmm. His name's Adam. Her name is Charlotte and he ghosts Charlotte and then she finally discovers that he's actually terminally ill. That's why he ghosted her. So she she helps, um, you know, him spend his last days living his life to the fullest, so I guess like a bucket list kind Mm. of thing. Um, In a state like I read read this this on Dateline. No, I didn't. (laughs) I read this on Deadline and she she actually said that she's been looking for years for the right story to tell. So you were right. You know, yeah. she was um, always going to do it. She said, I finally I found it and this is a love story that explores what it means to be human, all the laughter and tears that remind us we're alive. So we'll have to keep an wow. eye out for it, see see what it's like. I can imagine it's one that you will check out. Yeah, I'll I watch that. that's a you, a you uh, review. A you review. Nice. Thank you so much. Speaking of things that are you, this is for me. The Walking Dead uh, six-episode series with Rick Grimes and Michonne is, uh, well, it's actually will have already been out by the time this episode is released, Mm -hmm. but obviously I haven't watched it because it's not out yet when we're recording it. Gosh, that time frame dilemma is just terror bubble. (sighs) Apparently, though, it finishes their story with a satisfying ending. I actually watched like it was a 45-minute documentary kind of documentary. It was more like an interview uh, of the two actors and they were kind of looking Mm. back on different scenes and times when they first met and that kind of thing last night. It it was kind of fun and it's always funny that when he does his English accent and then he's doing it on the set of The Walking Dead as even stranger because, you know, he's got that that southern drawl and – when he's playing Rick Grind, but um, the executive producer, co-creator, showrunner Scott Gimbel was asked, actually Howard Stern asked him how the show would end and whether that ending would provide a, like a proper conclusion to the story. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I mean, more possibilities, more questions, which means I don't know, I may still want to make money. He said, <laughs> but it's a very satisfying satisfying completion of a story but I think you know when the show ends I do hope that the audience's imaginations are always sort of like engaged like well what could have happened next and uh, sure you you can do that with this show but I think there's also an incredibly satisfying ending to a, this very long story Ms. that 15 years old maybe a very roundabout way of saying of not answering of saying probably these two actors won't be in it anymore, but we'll try and make other stories. Yeah. 
satisfying ending. Satisfying for who? Maybe subjective. it follows the comic book ending, maybe. Possibly. And maybe that's why it's satisfying. But it's really satisfying to leave audiences wanting, wanting more. Because mm. mm. we can't just ever finish anything it's not in entertainment, it's can not we? It's possible. It's not how we, just this is not how we do it. Stop. Can't do it, sorry. Will not, can't not, will not, will not, can't not. But it'll be satisfying. So satisfying. Would you like to get into some watching suggestions? Uh-huh. Got a watching suggestion? Email thewatcherspodcast at gmail.com. All right, we've had quite a lot of time to watch stuff. And the first thing I watched was on the aeroplane out of here, out of Sydney. Take off. I was actually hoping it was on there and it was. I was like, yes, it was The Holdover. Oh. Now, that was a movie that we saw the trailer for Mm -hmm. when we went and watched. A Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. About Dreams. Dreams. About dreams. Dream man. Mr. Dreaming Dream. Man. Ha- happy dreaming. Mr. Cage dreams. I'll be in your dream. Mr. Cage. <laughs> That's his real name. <laughs> dream scenario. <laughs> That's what it was called, it right? It was. It was. Okay. I don't know. Yes. We finally got there. It the was. End. The holdover is set in the 1970s at a boarding school in the US and quite rich, obviously. Yeah. Because that's what boarding schools are. And every boy goes home. For the holidays. For the holidays. But you're allowed to call it Christmas then because it's from the 70s. So they go to the holidays, the Christmas, and there's there's about three or four of them who are holdovers mm. in that they didn't go, go home. home. So a teacher has to look, look after, after them. them. And, and the thing is, right, it was supposed to be like year-by-year year turn basis mm-hmm. and there's this one teacher was supposed to do it and he he got out of it and then it fell on this other guy who, you know, did it the year before. Yeah, that okay. kind of thing. Anyway, uh through through a story through the story, it, it ends up with just this one one student. Yeah. One student, one teacher, um and and the the cook. Yeah. For the whole school. So she's only now cooking for about three or four people. Much easier. Yeah, way she's easier. She's got a lot more time on her yeah, hands. Yeah, so much more. <laughs> it's a really nice story. I really enjoyed it. There's some funny bits in there, some bits where you're like, oh, my God, get over yourselves, and other bits uh, <laughs> particularly towards the end where you're like, no, everybody is has it wrong. They're, they're the good, they're nice guys, you know, they're nice people yeah. or nice teachers or whatever, that kind of thing. So the holdover, I'm really glad I did watch it and, and I stayed up. I did not fall asleep on that plane flight. To watch it. Nice. Be cold sometimes. You know when you're so tired, you're like, I can't be bothered. Were you eating? Yeah. And I just played Bejeweled 2, which was <laughs> which was available to play okay. on the phone. Uh, not on the phone, on the plane, like yeah. on the screen. But the problem is when someone puts their seat back in front of you, then mm-hmm. suddenly you've got the screen almost in your face and yeah. you almost don't want to watch it then. So you clearly didn't fly first class. Oh, no, I would not waste my money. <laughs> you can spend that when you get over there. I would waste somebody else's though. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> what, what did you watch? So I watched a, a, a recently old movie yep. from 2017, Murder on the Orient Express. This is the one on the train, right? Yes. So it follows the good old Hercules Prowl. Um, mm-hmm. the world-renowned detective, and just ask him because he'll tell you how good <laughs> he is. It's a great story. You know it's going to be great, but it really had me guessing. Like I was determined. I, I, 
started it and I said you got to pick you got to pick who dies. Oh yeah. Okay. And you have to pick oh, the fine. murderer. Yeah, you get two turns, of course. I didn't I didn't guess who died. Oh. Oh, did I? No, it kind of happened a bit too fast before I burned my mind up. I did get the murderer. Well done. But there's a catch and I'm not going to tell you the catch. I want you to watch the catch. Okay. I want you to watch the catch. Okay. However, though, I'd really like to just go through the cast okay. for you because I don't really know how they afforded it. Okay. Intriguing. So we've got Kenneth Branagh. Classic. Johnny Depp. Really? Penelope Cruz. William Defoe. I'll keep going. Yeah, please. Uh, Judy Dench. Sorry, Dame Judy. Dench. Oh, Dame, Dame. This Judy is Dench. a stellar cast. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Rouse, who you will know his face mm. from. Daisy Ridley. Mm. Mm-hmm. Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, keeps going. Yeah, it keeps going. Olivia Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Manuel Garcia. Rulfo or Ruffo, who you know from The Lincoln Lawyer. Josh Gad said Johnny Depp. The names literally just keep going. But wow. I will end on Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, my God. Like, how did they afford that cast? That is incredible. <laughs> it was clearly done on a soundstage, but the some of the shots they were walking the entire length of the train. Wow. So they have made a They've train. They've made a train inside the soundstage. soundstage. Wow. It was beautifully shot. It was intriguing. It was had you guessing right up until the end and it left you with compassion at the end. It was really good and it did leave you alluding to another Poirot um on the Nile. <gasps> That's that I, the one that I've watched. Yes, that I was like, did did they make the redo one with Kenneth Branagh? Because it really feels. It was Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, okay, yeah. so they did. Because I was, that was like, the one with Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders. Ah, okay. Because I was like, well, they've they've literally just led you straight into that one. Ah, okay. Really, really I good. I have to watch that one. It was fun, really fun. I do like one. They're, they're, they're classics. Yeah. Everybody loves a murder mystery, so why not go to the original? The original Well, not the ones. original, but, you know, like yeah. one of the greatest. What I do like about them is, you know, he solves the crimes and he does in every single one by getting everybody to sit into a, in a room so that they can't. I mean, they could chat to each other. Yeah. But then he takes each person into a separate interview ah. room and interviews them. There's no forensics. There's no like data tracking or anything like that. But my gosh, there's a lot of assumptions no made. Secrets. <laughs> and it cameras. will be things like, oh, you went into this room because you know this person who's not even on the train. And that person knows that person who's on the train. You're like, how did you know that? And he's right. And he's right. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you made that connection. <laughs> yeah. But in real life, that connection how did you do it? would never be made. How did you do it? Look, I also watched the third season of The Detectorists. The Detectorists. <laughs> Which, is, which was a show that I had forgotten that I started watching. Yeah. It was on Netflix. Yeah. There was season one and two and that was it. It was from BBC and it had um, 
you know Gareth from The Office? Yeah. So it's him. Yeah. He's in it and, um, you know, he's, he's got his friend and they go with their metal detector out into farms yeah. like, with permission of the farm owner to look for, you know, ancient Roman coins or jewels. Yeah. They're, all, they're looking for that prized possession. And I remember watching them and going, yeah, that was really nice. It's like a cosy show. Yeah. It's a little bit funny as well, obviously, uh, but it's quite cosy. And I went, oh, awesome. I'm going to watch it. There were only six episodes. And then I realized it's only on the one in England and that the Netflix here does not have it. Oh, yeah. I've been stung by that before as well. So. You have to go back. No. I, I had two and a half episodes left and Liz, who um, we went and stayed with, said, oh, why don't you download it and then yeah. you'll have it. And I've I've got the last couple of episodes nice. so I can watch it. So it was a good little tip. I good did not tip. think of that. But um, it, it's, I mean, I haven't watched all of it, obviously. Watch it, they expire, the oh, downloaded okay. ones. Well, I only downloaded about four days ago, so it should be all right. No? I don't know. Hurry. Um, I'm feeling stressed for you because. If I don't watch it, I will probably be okay. But uh, Get Liz to watch it and yeah, tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, she can, she can give me the, the rundown. But I, I thought it was really funny that Kath and Kim is available here on Netflix mm-hmm. and it was available over there as well. It was yeah. like continue watching. I was like, wow. Well, there's a lot of Australians living in the mm. UK. That's true. But years ago when I went over to Italy, I started watching Friends and I was really excited. Came home. Not there. It wasn't there. Went back over to Italy and it picked me up exactly where I was like four years before. That's so good. And when I came back that time, it was there in Australia. That's funny, huh? And did it pick you up in Australia? Uh Okay. Wow. It's amazing what they do or can do. Okay, final thing. What have you been watching? Okay. So I did a little bit of a rewatch. I didn't know that I had rewatched it oh. when I first started, but I realized I had into it. I decided Australia's gone a little bit tay-tay crazy because Taylor Swift has been touring Australia doing record sellout shows, and I thought I'll have a look into Taylor. So I found one of her music docos. I think this one was on Netflix, Miss Americana. I saw I saw it. Yeah. I mean, I saw that it was there. I I will be perfectly honest. I didn't look into what year it was made, so I don't know which album mm. it's based on, but she was recording an album in the time of the doco, and it was really interesting watching her sitting in a studio with one other guy who was obviously the producer and she's rewriting lyrics or writing lyrics for the first time and then just like singing it to him and saying, no, I need I need a beat like this and I need this and they're making it on the spot together. I like it watching was in, that kind of stuff. It was stuff. really incredible and it just showed me how clever she is that not only is she a great singer but a lyricist. Mm. Can play the piano, the guitar, who knows what else. It was really incredible. I mean, she was on a pretty strict tour schedule at the same time um, and it went right back from her early days and the sacrifices her family made to really, you know, keep her career pushing up. And it went through that funny time of where Kanye West jumped up on the stage and did it. And she said she was something like 19 at the time and had won an MTV award for the first time. Like her whole world exploded in a good way and then 
halfway through her speech. Her, this bloke comes This up. bloke comes and she said um, he came up and her first reaction was like, oh, wow, this is Kanye West. Like how cool is this? And then he started talking and she thought, what what do I say from here? And she shocked the world by just going, okay, thank you, and walked off after that. But she said it just snowballed this hate for her that she really had to overcome and show people I don't have this reputation that people, that he and Kim Kardashian and all of that are spouting, but I've got to show them that I'm not fussed by the reputation but I'm also better than their games. It was really interesting. Mm. And what's he up to now compared to her? Mm, having a mental breakdown. What? I th- anyway, I think she's incredibly talented. I think she's really clever. Mm. And while it was not a new doco, it was good. Oh, I appreciated nice. it. And you yeah. think you've watched it? I did. I Halfway through I oh, realised okay. I, like, I, I have seen okay. this, but obviously it was a mm. long time before and I'm not a Taylor aficionado. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, haven't watched yeah. it a million times. Ah, oh, cool. Well, I think a lot of people have gotten – Swifty fever, mm. and they could probably do with a, a a touch of watching something like that. Why not? Just if you if you have didn't if you didn't end up getting tickets or you weren't interested at the time, but you know you kind of mm. are now. That might be something that would uh, quench your Swifty thirst. Yeah. Are you ready for a quiz? Yes. Gosh, which news story? Mm, this one's all about no. Julia Stiles. Okay. Okay. Six questions I about you were Julia. you going to say Rick Grimes. I'm like, oh, golly. What year was she born? Um, 1979. Higher. 1981. Yes. Okay. Well done. How many siblings does she have? Zero. One. Two. Two. Uh, <laughs> one's called John Jr. And the other one's called Jane. So you've got Julia, John Jr. and Jane. Oh, God. She's the eldest. She's very close to being dug a Jane territory there. So what was her character's name in 10 Things I Hate About You? Cat. Nice. I wouldn't have remembered it's that. It's Taming of the Shrew. I know, but I wouldn't have remembered. What was and her- Bianca was okay. the sister. Okay, so the sister. Alex Mack. Alec, I don't know her real name. Oh, no. Do you want to know what the question is? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, please let me answer without the question. Larissa Long-Strosselon. Yeah. What was the TV show that she was best known for before that film? Alex Mack. The whole title, please. In Miracle World. <laughs> no, <Tonight. laughs> she was in Miracle World. It's, it's Alex the kid. Um. Not Nintendo, Alex Sega, Sega. Mac. The Secret World of Alex the Mac. The Secret World yeah. of Alex Mac. She turned into water. Yeah. Liquid. She did. She was so good at it. It's really easy to go so, under doors. I mean, turning a handle is so difficult. It's too hard. And, and Just liquefy and then. And your family won't know. No. They'll be like, what's that puddle of water? Don't worry, it's just Alex. <laughs> don't mop it up. Don't, no, don't whatever you do, don't, don't pour up. it down the sink. <laughs> Name this film. 
a man is picked up by a fishing boat, bullet-ridden and suffering from amnesia, before racing to elude assassins and attempting to regain his memory. Oh, um, no, it went and it came, no. Because she's in it. I know, it just came into my brain and flew straight out again. It is the Bourne identity. Nice, well done. Jason Bourne. Name this film. A free-thinking art professor teaches conservative 1950s Wesley girls to question their traditional social roles. Is it the Mona Lisa smile? Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, you were talking yeah. about it earlier. It was completely unrelated. <laughs> and then I, I, I went, oh, that's right, she was in it And too. I didn't name her when I was trying no. to tell you the no. cast. I couldn't think of her. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah, good one, right? That's it. You did well. That's six questions. I was ready for more. I know you were, but I didn't do any more research. (laughs) I think it was a good one getting back into, you know, the normal way. But we we should thank Gary, Dale, Mm -hmm. Daggy Heath, Chloe, Mm -hmm. and your panic compilation of uh, quizzes. Well done, Steph. Well Well done. done. (laughs) So on that note, Stephanie, thank you very much. Yay me. Yay me. 